Hi, welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. My name is Jessica Libor, and I am a Philadelphia-based artist, curator, and art professor, as well as artist coach. In this podcast, I cover topics vital to the success of emerging and established artists, like inspiration, mindset, art business relationships, and artist career strategy. You'll also hear interviews from art world luminaries who share their wisdom. My goal for this podcast is for you to feel encouraged, inspired, and in control of your art career, and to help you become the best artist that you can be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. I am here on this beautiful day with Krista Weber, who is calling in from Germany. And Krista is an amazing lady, and she is a uh, women's empowerment and success coach. And I met Krista uh, when we were in a program together, um, Chakra Girl Business School, and it was an amazing program. And um, and me and her were some of the few people that went all the way through and are still doing coaching. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Krista is amazing. I've just, I love, I love everything you put out there and you're so inspiring and just empowering. And I thought that we should do a podcast interview and just talk about our journeys and, um, specifically about showing up for yourself, even when it's hard. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be really interesting for people to hear your journey and your nuggets of wisdom as well. So welcome Krista to the podcast. Thank you so much, Jessica. I'm so, so happy to be here. I'm so excited to be here. I have so much respect for artists, especially in this world that's becoming more and more digital. There's nothing more precious than real art made yeah. from art and soul. So I just so much respect. You are so talented and I'm so honored to be a guest on your podcast. Oh, thank you, Krista. And thank you for saying that too, because yes, with the rise of AI art, I look at it and it is amazing. It is amazing. I like looking at it. It's like fascinating to see like, wow, a computer did that. Like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. But it, and then I look at my own art and I'm like, well, I spent like a hundred hours on this piece and yes. you know, it's just one piece and people can just crank out these things, these images now. And uh, yeah, there, there is something really precious about um, the heart and soul and the essence of a person's soul going into a painting that I think is really different than anything that's computer generated. So thank you for recognizing that. I appreciate that. Like just in knowing when an artist as a human, mm -hmm. every thoughtful stroke, every placement of every element, and then the moment where the artist goes, okay, it's finished. Mm -hmm. I, I, um, I have so much respect for this. As I said, I consider my work to be an art. Excuse me. I consider my work to be an art. Um, it's more expressed visually and also with words, of course, like in the copy, in the communication. Mm -hmm. um, so this is an art form as well to say, like, okay, this is done. But I have friends who are authors, who are writers, and I help to edit their work sometimes. And it's just like, this is it. These are the words. This word expresses the feelings. Not this. This. There's a nuance. There is a nuance and, you know, I love, I love getting your uh, newsletters. I like reading them because they're so well-written and you can really tell, like, I mean, you can really tell the love and the thoughts and the intention that you put behind your writing and it's, it's really beautiful. So, so I, I definitely noticed that. 
I do love writing so much and I have so much fun writing those letters mm-hmm. and I, and like chat GPT and these things like people say like, Oh, AI, are you worried about this replacing? And I'm like, you know what? Not really, because mm-hmm. it's that je ne sais quoi. It is that, and it's, it's even the flawed human. This is yes. the thing. Yes. This is the thing that will never be, be replaceable. So for example, um, symmetry, like when we think about beauty, traditional beauty, symmetry, mm-hmm. um, my faith, don't tell anybody, but my face is not totally symmetrical. Nobody says it's totally I, fine. <laughs> I, I'm aware of it. So even in Germany, where I am right now, um, they say whichever side of your face that you favor is called your chocolate side. This your chocolate side. So my chocolate is my link of side. My left side is my chocolate side. So I like this is my favorite smile side of my face. My right <laughs> side is like slightly not symmetrical, but you know what? That is part of my charm. And I, yes, I exactly with like famous celebrities like um, Cameron Diaz and like J- Julia Roberts, and then they made their face completely symmetrical and they looked bizarre, and it took yeah. away all of the charm. And so I think maybe if humans can wrangle it in and like use the AI for making life more streamlined, efficient. You know that I love Star Trek. I think that you know that I'm a bit of a nerd. So mm-hmm. if we can get to that like Star Trek utopian lifestyle then great but it's the human charm it's the flawed that actually makes something so beautiful and so precious yeah and so the- valuable exactly exactly because what is the mood like let's think about picasso no let's think about van gogh mm-hmm. when, when that ear came off like that was a moment in his yeah. creation so it's like pre that mm-hmm. and post that like there's something there that can never be duplicated. So I will always celebrate the real artists, whatever medium that they're working in. For me, it's words. For you, it's paint. And whatever mediums you enjoy, actually, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love I love oil painting. Um, mm. so oil paintings, like I would say, oil painting is my highest work. I do a lot of other works, uh, like <clears throat> like when I'm traveling, I do some pastels and some watercolors just because they're a lot easier to travel with than like tubes of paint and oil and stuff, um, which it's always like a crapshoot whether or not it will get through customs. Um, but watercolor, you don't have to worry about that at all. They're just these flat little panels that you take with you. So, um, and it's so easy to transport and it dries immediately. So I, I do do watercolors when I'm traveling. Um, but oil is when I'm like in my studio and I'm like making like a, a masterpiece or something. Um, that's, that's like my truest, uh, that's what I like expressing like as my highest work. Um, and yeah, yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I like to do, but I'm so curious about your journey, Krista. Um, why don't you tell us about like what you do now, and then we can go back to like kind of your journey to get to where you are now. Yes. I I love that because it really, the journey is so interesting to appreciate the moment as we were talking about before we started to record that there is no destination when it comes to success. It's always a spiral. You're always in the middle of the mountain. And this, with this comes pride and recognition Mm -hmm. um, and also humility. This is what we were saying. So for myself, the journey, this is really interesting. So I lived a lot of life before I became what I am now, although people who've known me forever say that this is who I've always been. So now 
um, a success coach, an empowerment coach, success coach, success mentor. This is the label that I most identify with. Although under the umbrella of success, I work with my clients so much about boundaries, about standards, personal power, romantic relationships, um, sales strategies, money mindset. He, I, I actually deal a lot with money because when we're pushing money away, there are so many sneaky ways that people push money away. It's so um, true. Yeah. yeah. And, and so many different signatures of behavior that are unexpected of how these show up as symptoms. So success, success, we can go after success, but what is the desired result of success for humans, for us now, it's like money because we, you know, money is awesome to live well. Money is awesome to circulate. Yeah. Um, not you can just do a lot of good with money too. Yes. yes. So in a program that I just, in the currency current in that program that I just did, um, there was a big part where we talked about the why, and it's like, the why isn't just to have a billion dollars sitting in a bank that you can't right. touch. Right. But um, I, I gave some examples, like it's 20, it's around 20 to $25,000 a year to sponsor an elderly person to have like an amazing care for themselves as a senior citizen. That's 25 grand a year. If you're making, if you're a millionaire, it's only $86,000 a month to become a millionaire only. So if you're making that kind of money, then you can imagine you can change people's lives. You can sponsor some senior citizens that they can live in dignity and comfort for the twilight of their life. You can adopt a school and have healthy lunches and healthy food, organic food for all of the students. What does that do to children who are in um, ground school or what is it, primary school, middle school? What does that do for their, their endocrine system? What does that do for their nervous system to have absolutely, proper Absolutely, absolutely. This is what you can do. So to, to get to success, people can spin their wheels and then when it comes to the finish line, like push it away because they feel dirty with money or guilty or insecure, unsafe. And so I help unpack and unravel all of these pieces. Yes. Um, and in mentorship, it's like we're walking together. It's not as much of the how, which is more in the coaching phase. How did you do that? Let's do it. Strategy structure. Yeah. So we do that as well. But in mentorship, it's like walk with me, talk with me. What's the why? And we're dealing a lot more with the why. So this is where I am now. How did it begin? Well, classic Cinderella story. It started with a rock bottom. <laughs> oh, so, I love I love a good rock bottom story. Rock bottom. We love rock bottom. <laughs> so I mean, life is good. Life has always been good. I I am an optimistic person. I am. I mean, you know me. Like I'm a sunshiny kind of person. But um, although I mostly wear black and I'm very dramatic. But um, <laughs> you're elegant. You're very elegant. It's an elegance, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so I did relocate to Germany 10 years ago. My husband and I just had our 10th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Uh, That's a big deal. It is. And you know what's really cool? And actually some clients have reached out and said this to me, that it's, it's actually cool. My marriage gets better and better. Our relationship. Oh, that's so wonderful to hear. I just got chills. That's amazing. Like we, we rise together. Um, it's, it's, of course, it's due to boundaries. It's due to an immensely high self-worth. It's due to, you know, having a lot of compassion. So as we shift the people around us, the frequency in our household shifts as we rise. So for anybody who's in a relationship, your partner is going to be accustomed to you at whatever level that you're at. And then when you start to shift, it starts to kind of disrupt things, whether it's for better or for worse. So your partner is invited to shift frequencies and vibrate higher with you. 
but this yes. Yes. so yes. there has to be communication you have to be willing to show up for yourself no matter what you have to be willing to sit in those hard moments and say i am going to expand and i choose to act with love that this relationship is expanding with me so our relationship just gets richer and richer we have been through a lot in 10 years let me tell you i love this man so much but moving to germany when you don't speak german and you don't have any friends and your oh. husband works 16 hours a day and you don't know what the hell is going on yeah <clears throat> puts you through something so um and our, our daughter was born i won't get into all of the mishaps but let's just say i am a cancer survivor i have had i think 11 surgeries or something in the last <clears throat> 10 years um or I, I don't know something like that um a lot of difficult situations we could say mm -hmm. so as housewife I was not sure what I'm supposed to do here, but I knew I've been a successful entrepreneur since I was 20. Mm -hmm. So and I moved out when I was like 15. So mm -hmm. come on, like I'm a hustler. I'm a doer. I'm a get shit done person. My husband provides a very lovely, comfortable life for us. Beautiful, healthy daughter. Amazing. Still feeling incomplete and, you know, could be sitting in a, in a beautiful Mercedes Benz with a beautiful brand new Chanel bag gifted from my husband and still somehow feel so sad and feel so empty mm -hmm. this is a me problem it's no it's a krista thing this is a me problem okay and that was the first moment i took real responsibility which is painful and i remember talking to my best girlfriend who lives in the us and um being like i am so far away from who i know i really am and i know that nobody is going to do this for me and then interestingly like i had amazing support but still you know I had to think to myself, who do I want my daughter to remember? She's, she was little at the time. She's like three, four. I'm like, how do I want her to remember me? Because we are getting to a critical age where she's going to tell the stories of when she was little. Oh, my mommy was crying all the time. Oh, you know, I don't want her to remember that. What is this doing to my husband? What is this doing to my marriage? That he thinks he has to work harder, do more to somehow make me happy. Nobody's responsible for our happiness, but us. We are responsible for our happiness. This goes for your partner, for everybody else in your life too. You're not responsible for their happiness. They are not responsible for your happiness. This yeah. is a bitter pill to swallow. So interestingly, there was all kinds of things that I tried to be happy. I became super, super fit. Like I look like a Marine, which is great. I, <laughs> had a food, I had a food blog and I was like starting a food blog. I don't even know if you know that, but I did have a food blog briefly. Um, I tried all kinds of things. I was an English teacher, so I was working. Um, and I loved teaching people. So see, it's always been in me to want to help people. Learning a language sucks. Okay. Yeah. So I was an English um, business English teacher. And then still so unhappy. Now, I remember the day that I was driving home from what was my last day as an English teacher in Nuremberg, driving home so bitter. And I'm like, what I earned in this teaching experience isn't enough to pay for the Chanel makeup that's on my face. And that's a fact. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, teachers are not paid enough for the um, immense amount of work that they do. Yeah, it's like four hours of prep for a two hour class and then an hour and a half of driving to be paid, what, like 80 euros or something. I'm like, right, it's not worth the Chanel lipstick that's on my face. <laughs> but still, you know, what can I do? Like, I'm a, I'm a housewife, I'm a foreigner, I'm an expat. What can I do? And, you know, so miraculously and interestingly, the universe will paint you right into a corner. If you are not in alignment, mm -hmm. you will act until you start to listen. 
So I was let go from that job that very same week because well, because yeah, because you you put it out there that I don't want this anymore. Yeah. And then Isn't it amazing how that happens. I've had that happen so many times where I'll be like, actually, I applied for this thing. I really just hope that I don't get in. And then I just like don't get in. And it's like, fine, great. No, but it was so such a humble pie moment because I'm like, what the hell else do I have though? What have I done? Like, oh no. And um, but they they were downsizing. So the director let me know, like, we just we we need to kind of pause you until next year. And I'm just like, well, now I have nowhere to go and nothing to do. So it was like really down into the toilet. I didn't know about human design at the time. Now I'm certified in human design. And this is also oh, yeah? possible. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, so like driving blind. If we don't know what the human design is, driving blind. Um, I will look like if you're at a party with me, I will look up for human design. I will mm-hmm. do it. Nice. Um, so I didn't know human design at the time, but now it makes sense. I am a manifesting generator, sacral authority, right? Um, I need to be pulled by excitement because you just can't help it. It's just right on the sleeve or like, I can't. So we're repelled or we're magnetized. So there I am minding my own business. This is where you come in as well. So I'm minding my own business. I'm on Instagram drinking red wine as people do, especially when they're not super happy. And then I'm scrolling on the Instagrams and I see this amazing, beautiful, brilliant, spiritual business coach mm-hmm. in the program that you and I met in Chakra Growth what is coaching? I did not know. But what I did know is that my body reacted and I felt this magnetism. I'm like, I need to know more. I need to do this. I just need to do this business course. What's a business? I don't know. I'm like, I could start my own English school. That's what I thought. I could start my own English school. Oh, interesting. I found my notes. I I just was looking through my notes um, recently. I found them from years ago. And my very first notes in that business school was I was going to be, uh, I was going to start my own English school and like make oh, it cool. Yeah. So that, that's where it started. And then my husband, so it was interesting. I had to stand up for myself because he didn't know what coaching was. What's a coach? What's online coaching? You want to invest multiple thousands of dollars into what? Like to do what? You're what? And I, but I'm like, I knew if I didn't do this, I was going to be so disappointed in myself mm-hmm. and I would not break my own heart. So I had to basically say, listen, husband, it's yours, mine, and ours. So right. I am spending this money on this. And I just put it on the credit card before he could say no. And, <laughs> and I just used like, okay. And then I remember, I was like, I have no idea, but it felt so good. And then, of course, I leaned all the way in. You and me both were ride or die. We were to the finish line, every single thing. And we did it. And I just remember there was a moment where, because I wasn't making money as an English teacher, but I remember my husband saying, oh, well, you know, like maybe in a few years we'll make this money back. I hope so. But most important, I hope that you're happy and that you find something that's exciting for you. And right. I just remember this dragon inside. I'm like, I'm going to make this investment back in two months. Oh my gosh. I'm the same way. I have just a pause. I have a similar story. Um, I was trying to get into graduate school at one point and I had tried two times before. And I, I had, um, I had several professors tell me just to give up. And, um, I, I was like, well, I'm going to show you that I'm going to get in and I'm going to be like the most amazing artist ever. And, you know, somebody telling you, you can't do something. It just, it definitely has an ignition effect in me. Like, oh no, I'm going to show you that what you are, what you believe about me is not correct. 
that is such a beautiful thing to recognize in yourself. I'm just going to say it's like a segue because shadow work is one of my passions and one of my most delicious skills. Because this is also like, why do we sabotage ourselves? Why do we start fights? But I'll tell you what, you and I are similar. I will look for people who are pushing back against me when I unconsciously desire to be motivated. I will oh, interesting. I, yes, I will fabricate drama with somebody. And it's often a masculine presence because I have some things with my dad. And that's okay. I know this about myself. It's fine. I'm at peace with it. It's a part of who I am. It's okay. So I often used to make my husband the villain because he's like the strong masculine in my life. And I would, he didn't even do anything, but I would do it unconsciously to get that ping pong effect of like, you think I can't do it. I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's all in my head. But it's, right. but it's interesting. So like if there's ever a manufactured drama, I'm just like, Krista, you desire to witness your own power. Okay. But I can, so I can get the hit of the ignition mm-hmm. without uh, nuking my relationships. Right. <laughs> yeah, this, that makes sense. Yes. And, and this is the program that's coming up soon. Invincibility. Invincibility Vortex is all about this. So that's why my, my mind goes there. Because we, when you can decode the sneaky ways that you look for shade, it's actually motivation, 100%. Yeah. What that is, not only do you not torpedo important things with the sabotage, but you can actually utilize it to jack you up even harder. Yes, yes, yes. To transcend beyond somebody else's belief about you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also to recognize, like, this is my divinity Mm -hmm. bouncing off of this fuel. Mm Mm-hmm creates at a higher level. So it's like, yes, yes, absolutely. You know, when you're talking about this, it, it actually made me think of Joan of Arc. Mm -hmm. So when I was in, so this March, I went to this artist residency in Scotland and we stayed on the grounds of this castle where supposedly um, Joan of Arc went to train like before she led her armies. And um, I know it was like, it was insane. The castle was, castle was so old. It was thousands of years old, like, well, 1000 years old. but um but that energy was like definitely still there like you could imagine it and just thinking of how like Joan of Arc I mean how many people told her no like and she was like oh no I'm doing this and she people still talk about her you know the science ones I think it was the master class I just did a free master class called weird feared and wildly successful and that was totally um just totally a creative hit like that's my creation like I said right it's words yeah so that was a, that was a super fun. But I in that masterclass, so it was a free masterclass that was in Facebook. It was so much fun. Um, but I talked about all of the wonderful weirdos who have made this world what it is. Like Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Oprah was fired from daytime talk shows mm-hmm. multiple times. Dyson. So I love the Dyson air wrap. I have it for my hair as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got soaked in a rainstorm, so it doesn't. But um, the Dyson air wrap, we love it. Everybody loves Dyson, right? He failed 5,026 times before he got that thing right. 5,000 times. Wow. I, w- I probably would have given up by then. Yes. Imagine. And uh, Colonel Sanders, the KFC guy, um, he has an amazing story as an entrepreneur, a pioneer. He heard over a thousand no's before mm-hmm. he sold his recipe for KFC. And he wow. was like a senior citizen. He was like in his 70s or something. So like you have to be so fiercely, ferociously mm. Attached to your vision and like mm. the blinders on. So 
So that that's how I became a coach. And I remember I had clients, like we're talking about weirdos who changed the world. We're talking about Joan of Arc. How many times did she hear no? Who thought that she was crazy? Who didn't believe in her? So when you're an artist, when you're, you're an entrepreneur, as an artist, you're an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And you have to believe so much in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Now, the why, right? The why. We have to know and care about the why. What's the reason for the creation? What's the passion? What's the fire? What's mm-hmm. in your heart that makes you not an AI, right? Mm-hmm. So where's your human intelligence? Where, where is that? What's your experience? How do we feel that from you? So within my business, um, the name Femlux came to me. Now I understand. I, I also very much relate to the archetype of the priestess, supporting the queens. So I am also very spiritual. I'm an oracle. Now I understand the way things flow through my crown. It just drops the name of something, the details of something drops into my crown. So the name Femlux Life, the name of my business, dropped into my crown. I love it all of the styling, and I was like, you just couldn't stop me. Everybody was doing their mood boards, their vision boards, and like beige and pastels and things like that. This is not me. There's nothing wrong with this, but this is not me. Mine was like latex and Louboutin stilettos and like growling tigers. Why? Because I'm fucking fierce. This is who I am. Yeah. (laughs) It's so pure. So within Femlux, within the first few months, I did have clients signing. I did make all of that money back. Thank you very much, husband and sir. I did make all of that money back within a few months. I was signing clients within, I think I had less than 140 followers and I have had consistent clients literally ever since. And I know why it's because my why and the passion is there. What do I know? I know that we can have anything that we desire to have. I know that we can defy the odds and break the rules. I know that if somebody else did it, then you can too. I just know it. And I have lived the defiance so much in my life. There's no way and no reason. It it is illogical. I sometimes say, like people say a life of your wildest dreams. Sometimes I say a life so good that it doesn't make sense. Because yes. oh. oh my goodness. Yes. I I I I'm totally there with you. And it's so it's been interesting the last the last few months for me, because my life ha- is getting so good now. And a lot of dreams are coming true that I've always kind of dreamed of. And I, I, I woke up this week and I'm like, but what if all my dreams come true? <laughs> <laughs> then you just dream a bigger dream. Just dream another dream. Maybe. Yeah. And I don't know what the fear behind that is, but it's just like, what if they come true? And it just felt scary. You know, you know, what? if I may, like that, it could be because there's that fighting spirit inside you. Cause I, this actually did happen to me as well. So yeah. within my business, I was having like 50 K months and working with absolute dream clients and like wow. clients getting incredible results, living their dreams. Like the messages that I get, like, oh, it, you know, and then business expanded. Yes. I then love it. I lived my dream, a couple of my dreams that I lived back to back. And mm-hmm. one of them was really simple, but it actually pushed me over the edge into a plateau which I was not expecting. My dream was just to fly and see my mom in Canada for her birthday. And I just, you know, so like, what's the success for, right? Like, what, what is it for? What's the, what is success? Freedom, bliss, love, purpose, joy, impact. This is what it is. But what about Krista, right? So I visited, I did it. I did it. I visited, I just called my mom and said, hey, what are you doing on your birthday? Are you in town? And she says, which town? I'm like, your town. And then I said, she said, yeah, I'm in town. I'm like, me too. And she said, which town? Your town. And she's like, what? 
And I, I just booked the flight, I booked a hotel, it was no problem. I went in, she was my priority. And then when I got back, I was like, I actually felt like a lull because what was the why now? And so then I had to dream a bigger dream. So for you, if there's a if there's like an oh no, all my dreams are coming true. Well, <laughs> this is your chance to go visit the genie lamp and see yeah. what would be even juicier, what's even bigger, what's even more exciting, or what's mm, it doesn't necessarily need to be big or crazier, but what would be like a deepening? What would a be deepening? Yes, yes, I love that because. Once you have the thing or the experience or the situation that you've always dreamed of, it's like, well, you're not just going to sit there. What are you going to do with that? Like, how are you going to, how is that going to be dynamic? Because life is not like you go to a store and you get something off the shelf and then it, and then you just have it forever. You have to, like, life is dynamic. You have to move with it. Yes. You have to move with it. So a deepening, you can, this, this helps. <clears throat> we have to create a bridge for the brain that the brain can get on board. Mm -hmm. massive amount comes from surrender and faith but our brains yes. we're smart like we're cerebral we're not stupid so we want to bridge over the bullshit how, what is my brain willing to believe so something that can help is like how could i make this 10 percent richer so for example like going to scotland with this amazing experience at this castle in scotland i love scotland um my daughter can do a perfect scottish accent we visited really yeah, how she, old is she now she's eight and she'll slap me on the butt. She'll be like, you wee little mummy. She says, I'm like, so sexy. <laughs> but so how could this be 10% richer? Mm. So that could be like, ooh, maybe I stay longer. And then that's like, I have more freedom. I have more money. I have more time. Maybe I extend the trip. Maybe you stay in an even more luxurious hotel. Or maybe you can create a private experience. You're like, hey, could I upgrade to a VIP? And get like a personalized something that like maybe there's like a little mm -hmm, you know so how can you zhuzh it up just 10 percent, and then that can help the mind be like okay like we're expanding okay like okay yeah. i can do that i'm going to louboutin i'm getting two shoes not just one shoe i'm getting the boots the expensive ones i'm you know i'm flying business class i'm not flying economy or i'm going to dare to just ask this question i wouldn't normally be ballsy enough normally i'm just grateful it's okay with it I'm going to ask the question 10%. How could we make it richer by 10%? This is, this can be helpful to dream a bigger dream. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Cause with my Paris trip this summer, um, well, I'm, I'm actually going to Normandy for the Ooh. residency, but, um, <clears throat> but I'm going to stay extra like in Paris, a couple of extra days because I've actually been invited to this, to show at this, um, this community center in Paris. Wow. Yeah, it's gonna be really exciting. So obviously I'm gonna stay for a couple of extra days, you know, and and do that. Um, but I've been thinking like, well, what do I want to do with those days and how do I want to structure that and what kind of experience do I want? Because the last time I was in Paris, um, I stayed in a really crappy hotel, but it was an amazing location. So that kind of made up for it, but I kind of want a nicer experience this time. So that's a great point. But to your point also, I think that um, how to make something better isn't always about the external things. Sometimes it's about, you know, what kind of intention and awareness and presence do I want to put into this experience? Mm -hmm. And I think that's relevant, especially for relationships. Yes, I think so too. Intentionality. Yeah. Like, how can I make this 
like the 10% question is great. How can I make this 10% more me? How mm -hmm. can I infuse this even more? So uh, let's say my husband's birthday. I just love it. I know I talk about him a lot because I love him. Uh, <laughs> but his birthday, I love to surprise him. And so it's like, let's just go the extra mile. So uh, for his birthday, Stella, my daughter and I, we made a photo album. Like I know he's sentimental, he's romantic, he's a Scorpio ascendant. Um, mm -hmm. But for his, you know, so we made him a photo album. But I said, loves a photo album. He loves a photo book. He's like I said, he's sentimental. But I said, what if we handpicked together, Stella and I, our favorite pictures, forty favorite pictures of him for the last ten years. And then what if we hand wrote because she's eight, so her writing is like cute, you know, it's not perfect. Cute, yeah. Writing. I said, what if we got real pictures? and then hand wrote what we love about him. Like just funny little things that we love about him, his little nuances, his little idiosyncrasies that we love. Oh, that's priceless. That's honestly so priceless. The, hand, the fact that it was handwritten. So not just a photo album, let's make this 10% richer. It's like a real, you know, not just a photo book made by my Apple, by my Mac, you know, um, mm -hmm. a photo with real pictures and real handwriting from his daughter, what she loves about him. And he cried, like he cried, oh. like so touched. So 10% richer, anything that you create, how can you infuse it 10% with more of your power? Any art that you're creating, conversations that you're having, can I ground into this 10% more? Or <clears throat> yeah. for yourself when you have to do something difficult because within a relationship, sometimes giving more and showing up in that rich way, sometimes that means like, I'm about to get really real right now. I'm yeah. about to go to a level of intimacy and to be vulnerable like I, like I wouldn't normally, but this person matters so much to me. I'm willing to be vulnerable. I'm willing to be uncomfortable because we're worth it. Well, also that's the only way that real relationships can form. Yeah. And it's it's to be willing to go there. <laughs> and then to be willing, like, here's what I need. Here's my truth that I need to express. I'm not going to gaslight myself. I'm also going to make space for this other person's perspective. And like right. that, so because what pisses us off isn't necessarily going to piss someone off and vice versa. Right. There's always three perspectives of the truth, my perspective, their perspective, and then the actual truth in the middle. Right. Yes. So we have to be willing to make this space. And yeah, it, it really, the intentionality matters so much. I think the most important thing is curiosity. Hmm. Like, this is a piece of advice always in my client containers, curiosity. The question, what is really going on here? What could be going on here? Because I know what I think. I know what I assume. Right. My programming and my cognitive bias. Right. right? Yes, exactly. But what else could be happening? So for example, today I was, I was trapped in a rainstorm and I locked myself out of my house and then all of these shenanigans. I had to go to a neighbor's house, Google, you know, whatever, I, all kinds of phone numbers to pick my daughter from school as a shenanigan. Oh my goodness, that sounds so stressful. It was, but it was also super fun and like a big adventure. This is the way, I mean, conflict with me is usually a pretty fun adventure. Um, it's not so serious. When you survive the shit that I survived, it's not so serious. It really is not so <laughs> But so I got, you know, I was grateful that my neighbor was there, but um, I, I missed a client call because my phone was locked in my house. My phone and my purse and my keys, everything was locked in my house. Then I was trapped in an elevator for a minute as well. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I missed the client call, but I also know and trust 
that my clients have the emotional intelligence to be like, oh, well, something really unusual must have happened. Right, there's right. No stress, there's no fear, there's no panic. We have the emotional intelligence and stability and resiliency to, to roll with it. But this is because of curiosity. What else could be going on? What else could be true? So with right, 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 yeah, exactly. And also I think um, an element of like believing the best in others um, and, and that groundedness that you talk about, um, it's so important because that will take you through so many situations and so many professional situations as an artist or as a coach or whatever you do, um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, things will come up, like disappointments will happen and people will disappoint you. um, And whether or not to believe the best about that person or to kind of lash out because I, you know, I curate exhibitions as well. Sometimes when artists don't get in, I get mean emails and it's like, well, you're not really doing anything favorable for yourself there, you know, as, as, as an artist, you know, um, maybe it just wasn't the right fit. And now I'm going to be less likely to consider you just because of the energy that you pushed back with, you know? Um, so, so that groundedness and knowing that you, you are worthy no matter what anybody else thinks, that will take you through and will lead you to act in situations that will progress your career. And this is something that I have, um, I've noticed about myself because I've made mistakes. I've made mistakes, especially earlier on. Um, And I've noticed that when I make mistakes um, like that, sometimes it's, it's always from a place of like, I'm feeling fear. I'm feeling not good enough. I'm feeling insecurity. And so I try to compensate in some other way. And it always comes out um, really, it doesn't end up well, you know? So whenever I'm, whenever I'm faced with a situation where I'm like, well, what, how do I respond to this? What do I do? I, I always take a moment and and try to like really get into my highest self and be like, well, you know, how would she respond? What would she do? And that always leads me in the right direction, even if it might be uncomfortable in that moment, um, without giving too many specifics, but um, do you know what I'm saying? And also like the responsibility, that like just responsibility, like I am responsible for my feelings. Yeah. And also, I guess trust, like trust is a big one that comes up. Everybody has their own timeline. And people, for example, if they want to get into something they don't get in, it's not their time. It's not because what's meant for you will never miss you. Yes. It will unfold. Yes. And sometimes there's a lesson to be learned until we we get the lesson. Oh my gosh. I love this. Yes, yes, yes. It's so true. And, And sometimes the lesson is, can you love yourself no matter what? You are being rejected or are you looking for validation? Oh, I just got chills. Yes. Yes. That's so true. Love yourself. Like an artist's value um, is not dependent on where they are getting accepted into what. The art is pure. The artist is priceless, period. Yes. So sometimes I think like when when there is a feeling of consistent rejection, it's like you just got to keep flying. Like the, the classic expression, the, the lion doesn't concern itself with the, the opinions of the sheep. Like right. there, even, even for me, there are so many people who have had problems with how I do something or jealousy or copying or um, even within my family, there have been people who haven't understood even within my relationship. 
there were new boundaries that had to be set. Cause like, yo, I'm not just a housewife anymore. I am the primary caregiver for our daughter. And I love, like, I'm an amazing wife, but I am sometimes going to work on the weekend. And sometimes I have evening because of time zones. And it was just like interesting for my husband to be like, I'm not just totally available all the time. Right. <laughs> I remember um, I was working on one of the workbooks when we were in the, the business development program. Um, I was working on one of the workbooks on New Year's Eve. Oh, and wow. he was making dinner and I think it was caviar and things like that. And I remember he came into the office, the home office, and I told him until what time I was going to do it. Because I'm like, I'm going off the rails tonight in the champagne, but I want this to be done before we go into the next year. So this was a standard that I had for myself, mm -hmm. a standard I had for myself. And I remember he came into the office and he's like, sweetie, like, are you coming? Kind of. And I just looked at him. I'm like, I have stood by you and supported you through MBAs, MHBAs, through different journal publications, through different da 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 in your career, sir. And I love you, but this is my moment. I love you and this is my moment. I'm doing this for me. He was like, well, so boundary, loving boundary. But we have to be willing to show up for ourselves. We have to be willing to keep promises to ourselves. This is what you and I were talking about before. Yes, 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 absolutely. Um, keeping promises for yourself and- Yes, um, you are to your own client first. You have to be your own client first. And you, you have to deal with yourself in the mirror with the same level of integrity that you want other people to deal with you. So yes. that, we, that we lie to ourselves or we wobble on something or we even a little thing, if, um, if you're like, I'm gonna do this at this time at this date. And they're like, oh, you talk yourself out of it. I'm gonna start this at this time. Oh, but you talk yourself out of it. Every time you do that, your unconscious mind sees up, like her word doesn't really mean anything. And then it comes really watery, fluid boundaries in other places too. So I, I think it's also very much, it's you and I both study chakras, so sacral chakra, um, and I think root chakra, the worthiness. I am worthy of having what I want. I am worthy of being heard and seen when I set a standard for myself. This is worth. This is the sacral chakra. Mm -hmm. This is shame. This is guilt directly related to your passion, to your creativity, to your ability to flow. It's all there. And then coming up to the throat, chakra, which perhaps is my strongest chakra, I might say, um, expressing that to others and then letting those words go into the world or letting those, those actions, those deeds go into the world and be a banner of representation for your heart. Yes. And being the one, like being the one who's going to be willing to say the hard thing, trusting that your no can lead somebody to their most sacred aligned yes mm -hmm. or your no and you know potentially a difficult conversation can be the miraculous universal wake-up call <clears throat> that is creating oh somebody yes. else's life so being willing to be that one it's so, so it's so important yeah showing up for yourself even when it's hard um because i feel like something that a lot of artists do struggle with just because that they are completely self-directed is mm -hmm. um and their their work is so emotional um, that a lot of a lot of them do sometimes I do too struggle with just showing up for yourself in the studio every day or the days that you plan to and you know making progress and really putting in the work um, because in today's society it's easy to get caught up in the flash 
And, you know, I want the big solo show at the best gallery and I want to sell out and I want to be in all of the amazing publications and I want to be famous. And I mean, this is, this is the glamorous life of the artist, but people don't see that's like one day out of the year, you know, yeah. <laughs> like there's the whole rest of the time you're like, alone in your studio, making things and like thinking of things and sketching and wondering if this is right. And it's really, it's like a big math problem. Um, you know, the actual work, at least yeah. for me, it's like, it is work, you know, and you, you have to put in those hours in order to get the result that you desire. Um, but well, like hours spent as well in the death and rebirth cycle, and understanding that those energetic waves, it's gonna flow yeah. like the creativity, um, it's gonna flow and it's gonna come back. It's gonna flow like the, the glamorous moments that you just described. Amazing. We love those moments. Yes, take pictures, cherish it, frame it, yes. But understand that that moment is a result, like that moment of mastery is the result of like almost madness. Where, like yeah. to to get to that level of mastery, like how many times does it have to be recreated? How, how many times do you forget to eat? How many nights did you not sleep enough? How right. many social engagements did you blow off? And you know, oh, like, yeah, exactly. And your yeah. effort has to be equal to the prize that you are desiring. So you have to become the person who naturally has that. And that's what I've realized. Well, and then also to see that once again, like having had that or not having had that like this is like this is interesting because this level of success and this manipulation of our own mind to bend ourselves to that level of success now we're talking about quantum we're talking about quantum time quantum physics yes manifestation act as if yes all of that kind of like the thing in the matrix there is no spoon it's you that bends there is no spoon so this is what happened to me as well i was manifesting slash dreaming slash embodying a six-figure month mm -hmm. for eight months before it happened and then when it happened it was a day one day and if wow. i was to get more micro it was like one conversation mm -hmm. and from body wisdom channel through feeling the yes signal feeling the yes signal of my body wisdom based on my i'm just getting tingles hearing you talk about it and then doing it and then like going and playing, like throw my phone away and then like swimming in the ocean and eating burgers, living my life. And then I pick up my phone, holy shit, it worked. Oh my God. And then it's a six Wow. Year. Wow. That's so inspiring. Collapsing the time. So if you're willing, okay. So if you, when you're looking at this level of success, then you ask, who is she? What does she know that I don't know? What are her habits that I have not yet incorporated? And often very often this is discipline this is standards this is a communication style this is the way that people can access you like there's it it's i don't want to say that it's hard to reach me but i can say that there's an expectation now there was a time where people would slide into my dms looking for free coaching advice and then that that never happens anymore you know um it's i believe it's an energetic thing but so what does that version of you know that you don't know? What has she embodied that you have not yet embodied? Mm -hmm. What are you willing? What are you willing to embody? Willingness. We have to give the free will. And so then what am I willing to sacrifice? What hard conversations am I willing to have? And then knowing, I think that 
So like when you're in a studio, when you're creating, I mean, me, um, I work from home. I love my house. Thank God. It's a beautiful space to be in. So like, I love the green. I love the light. It's beautiful. Um, but I, I do have to govern myself. Like you said, I have to manage myself, yeah. um, have the discipline to get shit done, but then also understanding the feeling between flow and force mm -hmm. recognizing, am I trying to force it? Or am I in a flow state? <clears throat> so we have to recognize that for itself. The shortcut that I could recommend, that I could, to break it down easily, I guess, is to drop from the head into the body and ask the body, how am I feeling? Why am I doing this? And it's like, well, I'm doing this because I can't tear myself away because this is so exciting and it's so fascinating and it's so interesting like a puzzle. I, I'm a puzzle person. I love to do puzzles. There's a puzzle. I will not leave that room. I will leave that room. <laughs> it's fun for me. And, and um, my daughter and I call it the puzzle vortex. I can't stop. <laughs> like it, That's different than somebody saying, you have to complete this thousand piece yeah. puzzle. Oh, then my body says, no, big no. But so there's a difference. So recognize that's an easy analogy I can use for myself to say, is this a puzzle vortex excited action moment? Or is this like, go clean your room? Yeah. So for everybody, you can ask, what is my yes signal in my body? What is my no signal? And then understanding part two is understanding that as an artist, as a creator, there are going to be, the water is always going to flow in and out. There's always going to be an ebb and flow with the energy. Sometimes, perhaps I have an artist, um, a disposition as well. Sometimes we're going to suffer a little bit. I believe that the suffering is humility. I believe that the suffering is delicious. I think that we can romanticize the suffering somehow, but there are days where it feels like everything is upside down and inside out. Nothing works. Everything sucks. And then it's through that portal of death that you come to the rebirth, that you're now on that upward edge of the spiral. Yes. And it, it, you can gain so much inspiration from those kind of down times. And sometimes you need to focus on other things in life too. Um, like I, I spent, I didn't paint for seven months last year because I was working on my house, my new house. Yeah. And, <clears throat> but once I was in that creative project was complete and I was able to put all my creative energy back into my art. So there is, there is, like you said, cycles mm -hmm. and not to fight it. Yeah. Um, yeah you, you know, just to surrender to it and be, and it's like every day we have a cycle of awake and rest. And mm -hmm. if we fight that, if we just try to constantly work for like all week long, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to destroy our bodies. So we have to, we have to realize that there are cycles in life. There are cycles in success as well, mm -hmm. especially for what you do and for, um, for artists as well. A lot of times we have a big buildup to this apex of creation and then there's a show, there's a showing, there's um, somebody buys something and then you go back to the drawing board and it's a new cycle of rebirth. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I, I know that we're running out of time here and I want to respect your time. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I wanted to touch on one, one last topic before we, uh, before we end our, our podcast today. And that is um, wealth because um, it what? is, <laughs> yes, I know. I know you, you teach a lot about wealth and, um, I think for artists, a lot of times, well, I know for artists because I went to art school and 
I, yeah, I had, I had people tell me there's no way that you can make a living as an artist. Professors who told me this, there's no way you can make a living as an artist and a different professor, a woman professor. She said, you just have to marry rich. And <clears throat> so, yeah, I know. And to me, and these are people who you're supposed to be learning from who like, why are you going to school? We're not just going to school for, to be a hobby. I mean, I don't come from trust, a trust fund. So they teach and say that to people, <laughs> like just lower your expectations, just like no expectations. It's just like, well, I think because this, it was their truth. So, um, so anyway, I, I know that people are getting this message. Artists are getting this message. I, I spend so much money on art. My husband, and I love, and our family, not just like, there is evidence. So people can say something, okay? There's evidence for, for pretty much anything. Like we can, we could Google anything and we could find a whole bunch of opinions and things to back something up. Exactly what you just said is correct. That might be that person's truth. And then we ask, do I want that to be my truth? Right. Do I want that to be my truth? Like if I've had a client who's in like a really bummer of a moment, and of course, like we got to feel it to go through it. We got to feel it to heal it. We got to let it move. Let's say, okay, do you want that to be true? Well, no. Okay, what do you want to be true? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I want, so it's the opposite game. This sucks, this thing sucks. I don't want to live in a world where people believe that artists cannot make money and, mm -hmm. and not live extremely wildly, fantastically well and to be paid to exist. That's not mm -hmm. the world I want to live in. Conversely, I want to live in a world where I am paid to exist, where I'm paid to create, where my heart is a blank check and my fingertips are laced with gold and where Woo! I love that image. That's a great image. <laughs> yeah, and, and where and where I have a magnet inside me that puts me in the right place at the right time with the right conversations. Yeah. And there is evidence. There is evidence. Right. Always find the evidence of the people who have what you desire <clears throat> or have experienced it and just blinders on. Be like Mr. Dyson, who failed 5000 times before he invented the Dyson vacuum. So many examples. And just decide I'm gonna have the best story. Yeah. I'm gonna have the best story. I'm so excited. And like this dramatic part I'm in right now, there's gonna be a time where I'm sitting in the shadow of the Eiffel Tower and I'm telling the story to my friends as I dictate my memoir. One of yes, them. I love it. I love it. Regional confidence. So when it comes to wealth, tell me more about the concept of wealth with artists. Tell me about how yeah, yeah. so so there's obviously everybody is different, but what I have seen and what I've seen working with my clients as well as an artist coach as well is um, there's this sense of like, <clears throat> there's a sense of that they are not part of the kind of art world where people pay a lot of money for their art. They are part of the kind of art world where um, they are struggling. And there's there's a uh, attitude of, um, you know, I have to keep up appearances, um, but behind the scenes, they're not like they're like not making any money off of their art, and um, and you know there there's there's different reasons for that, but I think that the underlying one is um, is more of like a self concept thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know when you're talking about like taking first class tickets or like you know picking out Louis Vuitton, like 
the artists, most of the artists that I've dealt with my entire life, and I've been in the best art schools, you know, um, they would never even think about doing that. Ah, so this is, yeah. So what I'm hearing <clears throat> is that there's really a feeling of us and them. There's yes. a division. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of exclusion. And then when there's uh, this sense of keeping up appearances, like, what does that mean? Does that like, I'd like to just know, does it mean um, having a persona that's like, yes, I am a starving artist, but I am so sexy. And like, I am so mysterious. And, and actually, I'm very, very rich. You just don't know because I'm so mysterious. Is it like I this? think it's, it has more about prestige. Like, um, ah. like, I don't need your money because I am, oh. I'm doing this for the purity of it. Oh, this is so good. Okay. <laughs> the nobility of it, the purity yes. of it. So do you see what's happening here? Do you see that money is being pushed away? Because if it's an us and them thing, and if they're if if we're getting very cozy, like no, I'm actually in a very prestigious exclusive club. This is pure. So actually, like it's us and them, but actually where I am is much, much better because gross, like you guys are sellouts over here. Yeah. So exactly, exactly. Yes. So then what happens? Money gets pushed away because that means that there will be a divorce from this comfortable, um, safe, noble, wonderful, heavenly aspect. If they actually do get money, if they do get highly and well paid and big collectors come and are like, give me, give me, give me, then they're actually going to leave that place that they're saying that they love so much. So it's dangerous. So the mind, even though it's a mind game, but it's like the mind game is who's writing the game. The mind game is gaming the mind. You see, it's, it's, it's not working. So anytime that there is a judgment about people who have something that we don't have, like this concept is putting a lot of focus on what there isn't rather than what their desires to be. Mm -hmm. And there's like, there's not even daring to dream. It's so not daring to dream. It's just like, well, I can't have that. So I'm going to demonize that. Exactly. So I don't want it. And I totally get it. I, I have loads of artist friends as well. And I totally get it. The nobility is like, this is pure. I did this for me, not because somebody in a gallery said I should produce more like this. So right, right. Um, I love art so far enough. But so anytime that we judge, let's just say uh, pretty, pretty girls or something, let's say like modely looking people. If a person desires to have like a high level of fitness, they're like, oh, like skinny people are all like sluts. Or like guys with six packs, packs cheat on people all the time. Those guys are just cheaters. <laughs> anytime that there's, um, anytime that there's this kind of a judgment, mm -hmm. this will automatically create a barrier in the mind. Well, I'm never going to look like that, and I won't be friends with people like that. I will push that away because if I achieve that, I will become that. I don't want to become that. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, so you're saying an artist who says like, well, you know, I'm not part of that club because because it's not happening for me but maybe it's not happening for you because you look at these people and you see negative characteristics and you don't want to you don't want to become that mm -hmm. exactly so there needs to be a new club there just needs to be a brand new club and you should start a Jessica right now so a club where money is recognized as an expression of gratitude and love and nobility and purity 
are highly prized and highly paid for and where money simply enhances those aspects. Money enhances the aspect of goodness within the art because Canton artists create even more richly when they are well paid and comfortable. Absolutely. Absolutely. They can create a bigger vision. They can, they can fully express. Have, have, have bigger adventures, have like, be a nomad, disappear, go live in the desert somehow. Right, exactly. The art that can be created with that. So this is also anybody who desires more success, it has to be about the bigger why. They don't care what, like Simon, somebody said, don't care what you do, they care about why you do it. So what's the why? And understand that the more money that you have, the greater the impact can be, the more rich it can be what you create. You can change the world in a more rich way. So this is going to be, a, it's a little bit of an interesting sidestep. So there does need to be some emotional and mental agility to be willing to do this, to say, to create a persona, because I don't believe that there's a lot of evidence for this, to create a persona where money is wonderful and where money just polishes and enhances the beauty and the importance of the art and also where there's like no pedestals so it's yeah. like it's cool if it happens and it's cool if it doesn't happen i'm cool with having that experience i'm also cool with being where i am right now and i love and being willing to receive it being willing to receive it i mean like trusting um, yourself with it and trusting like interesting thing and i i two two perspectives of this so the day that i had the biggest sales day of my career up until that time. Interestingly enough, I did it again and again and again since then. Because wow. it became normal, it became safe. I did a master class called Calibrate to Cash about this. I normalized it and then it became safe and it's like, it ain't no thing. Although the first time it happened, I did spiral and I did panic because all of the bad stories about money came crashing down. I remember I sat in the bathtub and I cried and I didn't tell anybody for three days. And then I like whispered to my mentor through Vox. I'm like, I just, and I, I thought somebody's going to come. All the stories came. Somebody's going to come and take it away. So I would say for artists, do some exposure therapy, journaling. Be like, tell me all of the worst things about money. Tell me about all of the worst things context. Tell me all of the worst things about artists with money. And then the brain will very quickly and easily reference all kinds of dark, shitty things. And then the artist must go, okay, what if this wasn't true? What yeah. else? could be, how can I imagine with my brilliant creativity, what would happen if it, if it wasn't like this? What could it be like? And then just flip it to the opposite. So all of the, all of the dark shitty things, this is like a mind mapping practice, all of the dark shitty things, well, they're greedy and they sell out and they don't get to create what they want to create anymore. And like the heart goes out of the work and they, they abandon their friends. And then, or, or, or when you have a lot of money, money, people come to borrow it from you. And then all of your other artist friends, they're not going to want to talk to you anymore because now you're not one of them. So you're going to actually, that is true. Yes. You're going to be alienated. You're going to be alone. You're not going to be in the club anymore. So for many people, abandonment um, and being alone means death. And for many organisms to be alienated from the tribe means death. Mm -hmm. So there needs to have this sense of inclusion, even then, because here's the thing, what I was going to say, nothing changed. So there was this big fantastic sales day. Guess what? My period still hurt. I still fought with my husband. I still stubbed my toe and scuffed my shoe. Um, I still, whatever, like 
nothing changed. I'm still the same person. My life is still the same. I had a client, uh, she had a six figure year in her business. And then she's kind of like, yeah, nothing happened. And I said, good. It's good that nothing happened. Nothing bad is going to right. happen. So right. just, just to create a normalized frequency. And then I would say, so the, the questions, the journaling practice, kind of the inquisitive practice that we just did, tell me all the worst things about money. Tell me all the bad things that happens when an artist gets a lot of money. And then flip it around opposite town. I don't like that. Therefore, here's what I choose to be true. Yeah, you can even set an intention for if you, you know, when you achieve this success, what kind of person will you be? What will you do with the money? You could create a plan so it becomes less scary. Yeah, make it make it something that you can see, burn those beliefs, and then look at the new ones that you just wrote down as opposite town. Read them to yourself every single day before bed, and then you can do some different practices because we have to get the body on board. I, I yes. say over the bullshit, we have to get the body on board so that the mind will come for this ride. So you yeah. can tapping practices, breath work, meditation, whatever feels good, so you can feel it in your body. I am safe to have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I get to still be myself when I have a lot of money. I get to do a lot of good when I have a lot of money. Um, and I'm willing to believe that it can be okay. And just kind of, it, it sounds like for me, it can be for me. It, it can be for me, you know? You don't even have to do anything for anybody else. It can just be for you. You can board up that money if you want to. Stack it right. up, watch it grow. You can do well, that. It can be, what I'm saying is it, it doesn't, money is not, this is what I see a lot. Money is not just for the other. Money yeah. is also for me, you yes. know? I work better when I'm happy. So comfort, so like for me, comfort, textiles matter to me. I'm happy that I can wear silk. You know, I'm, I'm happy about this. I create better. I produce better. I'm more on point. I know that my advice is richer when I'm comfortable. So I have boundaries to make sure that I eat well, to make sure that I sleep well as an entrepreneur. I, yeah, can, absolutely. I can work for 15 hours straight and forget to eat. But mm -hmm. no, I have boundaries around my self-care when my plants can contact me, when I'm creating, when I'm eating, when I'm resting, when I'm having fun, the balance of the masculine and feminine understanding that flow don't beat myself up when i make some mistakes say okay am i am i in a learning cycle of the spiral probably is that ever going to stop as long as i'm alive no this episode is sponsored by the luminary artist academy the luminary artist academy is a six-month self-paced transformational course for contemporary realist feminine artists to blossom into the higher level of professional success from the inside out. The Luminary Artist Academy was written for you. As an artist myself who has been through the dark night of my own soul and through the thickets of my own limiting beliefs, in order to come out on the other side, I feel the struggle and I know where you are. I know the desires that you feel and the frustration at feeling like they are out of reach. And I have discovered the keys to unlocking your own potential and totally transforming the reality of your creative practice and your experience as an artist in a very short time after doing it myself. And I wrote the Luminary Artist Academy to share this process with you. So the Luminary Artist Academy is a comprehensive, detailed, step-by-step -step course that takes you on an odyssey through the inner chambers of your heart and soul to your creative practice and out into the world where you shine your confident, 
feminine light as a luminary in your field. This course supports you every single step of the way to guide you into stepping into your highest version of yourself within your artistic career and your life. Don't let another year go by just thinking about it and without taking action. Being in limbo, saying next time or I'll do it later, is the reason why you feel like you're spinning your wheels and staying stuck. By doing the same things in the same way, you'll likely be in the same place you are now, six months from now, if you don't take action. Take the first steps today to believe in a different future for yourself. The gallery shows, press celebrating your work, and sales pouring in from your art is what you know you are meant for and what you ultimately deserve. Your most aligned artistic career is waiting for you. It's time to believe in yourself and value your dreams. I believe in you. Explore the course via the link in the show notes or at www.thevisionaryartistsalon.com. Am I going to be okay? Yes. Okay. We need ourselves to it. And I think it really sounds like, I love we're having this conversation. It sounds like there's really a gap in that utopia, in that safe space. I can be an artist and I can be highly compensated, celebrated, sought after, and I'm still exactly myself. And my art is still here. You can. And and a lot of the attitude is, it's really like a, a kind of a jealousy because what jealousy is, is feeling like you're separate or and feeling like something's going to be something that you can't have. Mm-hmm. So what I always tell people is, and this has helped me a lot too, because, you know, I'm human. Sometimes I get like, oh, you know, that looks amazing. I would like to experience that, you know? Um, I always say like, when you see something that you're like, and you start to feel jealous, just imagine that you are the one experiencing that. And when you, like, if you go to a show and it's a beautiful show and they're sold out and there's like thousands of people, hundreds of people there and, um, and you're walking around and you're like, wow, I am so jealous of this. I want this for myself. Instead, imagine like, imagine this is you experiencing this right now. And what this does is it, it stops you from pushing it away. It, yes, exactly. it brings it to you and, and it makes it more like it normalizes that feeling for you so that you can imagine yourself going well, towards that. Well, and it's like, it, it's, um, judging it and creating an us and them creating an yes. us and thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when somebody has something, first of all, all right, if I, okay. I don't give a shit about monster trucks. Not at all. Not even a little bit. I do not care. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. So if I saw one driving down the street, which you would not see in Germany, um, but if I saw one, it would do nothing. I would feel nothing. I'd be like, mm, completely neutral. Happy for you. Don't literally, literally don't care um, because it's not meant for me. So when we are jealous of something, this is something that has happened for me over the years. And it's awesome because I'm completely liberated from the concept of jealousy. Mm-hmm. Every time I see something, if it makes me feel jealous or FOMO, then I actually like, Ooh, that means that that's meant for me. That's oh, I love that. I love that. Happened for me. Like, Oh, cause I wouldn't care otherwise. So yeah. then I go into gratitude and say, thank you for showing me the proof that this exists. 
<gasps> and then I'm so happy for that person. Like, good for you. You know, I want a, I want a porch, okay? I do. I'm just going to say. Somebody parked exactly the model of Porsche that I want in my parking spot, in my gated community. How did they get in? I do not know. That has never happened before. And I was furious. And I said, this better be a joke. I'm like, unless my husband, <laughs> without saying, unless this is a present for me. And I, I like, parked, I parked my car behind it. My daughter was with me. I'm like, I was going, and then it got me hit me right in the heart. And then I just started to smile and I started to laugh. I said, okay, God, I can't wait to have my porch one day. I don't know how or when or from whence, but one day, and I cannot wait. Thank you for the reminder that I am an energetic match for this. Yes, thing. exactly. And, <laughs> and when you, when you include that in your experience, the jealousy goes away and you feel like, because we are all connected. So when you are feeling jealous and you have that animosity towards somebody, it's actually just creating a response in you. It's not doing anything for the other person. It's pushing away what you actually want. So oh. if, if you love and include that experience as like, this is something that I'm experiencing too, then, you know, it, it just, it makes you happier. It gives you something to dream about, you know, you yeah. can be generous. You know, it can help a little bit too. So this is kind of like a heart practice because sometimes it just hurts. Sometimes the heart just hurts. We don't have what we want. It feels yeah. like it's going really slow. And sometimes it's like we're human. It's okay. So what you can do sometimes if it's really aching and it's really like bitter, it's like a curtain loop. If that's where a person is at, then you can write down, okay, how do you want to feel? Or okay, it can even be this easy because sometimes we have to work backwards um so you can write down how am i feeling jealous triggered upset i'm not good enough um doubtful like whatever the feelings are lack of faith or yeah anger and then say therefore draw an arrow to the right therefore i desire to feel blank and write the opposite of that therefore i desire to feel valued i desire to feel recognized i desire to feel celebrated i desire to feel calm calmness is actually the most unsung hero of vibes that people desire to feel calm. In fact, wealth is calm. Yeah. The feeling of wealth is actually calm because Safety. there's nothing that exactly there's nothing that can happen. So, like locking myself out of the house today, it was a catastrophe and it was shenanigans. But I never doubted that I was going to handle it. I was calm the whole time because I'm stable. So, like wealth is calm. So, write down the the feeling that you desire to feel or not helpful feeling, we could say, and then draw an arrow again to say how i'm going to do this for myself so yeah. let's say if somebody has a beautiful show a beautiful presentation what does that mean it's potential sales it's potent and it's recognition and it's popularity and it's celebration okay i desire to be celebrated how am i going to celebrate myself can i throw a party and to be like hey you guys i'm throwing a me day no it's not my birthday no it's not a holiday but you know what i want to have a party and we're going to just celebrate me slash life. So can you create your own event? Um, how else can you generate money? Can you like, what would be 10% more creative? Can you go try to sell something privately? Can you take matters into your own hands and go sell a piece somewhere else somehow? I mean, I'm not an art dealer, so I do not know, but maybe there's a way. Flip it around and say, how can I take responsibility? How can I give it to myself? Also brilliant for relationships. If I'm ever mad and you feel like your cup is empty, Fill your cup first, 
and then go have the conversation. Absolutely. You're not coming with a big cup of mead. You're coming as a complete vessel while still honoring, hey, this was a little bit weird. I do desire this. However, I desire it. I, I don't need it because I'm complete, but I desire it. And then that, that really neutralizes the emotional energy. And then yeah. you do have a match for that thing. You do so, yes, I love it. So much of it is energy work. So much of like uh, money and relationships and any of it is, you know, even art, um, everything that you do comes from whatever energy that you are in. So really taking care of your energy is like the most important thing. I, I truly believe. People who make so much money know this in any field, any industry, you can't get around, you cannot have sustained success without it. Taking care of it. Well, thank you so much, Krista. I, I think that this was an absolutely amazing conversation that we had. I'm so inspired. I hope you are too. And, I love it so much. Yes, it was wonderful. Yes, so amazing. And um, yeah, so uh, I will keep in contact with you. Maybe we'll do sure. another one sometime. And um, yeah, I've just loved catching up and hearing everything I about. I, I, I wish you and all of your listeners so much beautiful success and I, I want to, I can't wait to see, of course, we're going to keep in touch. I, I can't wait to see the evolution of this persona of the, the highly paid artist who keeps the oh, period. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, this is the yeah. new game. This is the new, this is absolutely mentioned. I love it. So thank you so much, Jessica, for hosting this. I'm so oh, happy. and one thing, where can people find out about you and work with you? <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> yes. Um, so at femluxlife.co them as in them Patel, so F-E-M-M-E, Lux, L-U-X-E, life.co. This is me on Instagram. I'm honestly super active there. That is the best place. Come for the show, come for the motivation, come for the gorgeous, loads and loads of powerful free content. I love to support my tribe. So anybody who comes and follows along, I would be so thrilled to have you there. Wonderful. Amazing. Well, I will put that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Krista. I hope you have an amazing, amazing week and weekend, and I will talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired Painter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review with your experience. This helps other people discover the podcast who might be encouraged by it as well. And if you are interested in booking a coaching call with me to create a plan for your art career and overcome limits that may be holding you back, please visit the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jessica Libor Studio. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, stay inspired.